Oh, sorry. Didn't hear you come in. But now that we got you, why don't you settle in and let us take a crack at all your hardest questions? Word of warning, no advice during this podcast should be followed. Well then, pitter-patter. It's been a long fucking year, I'm staying sober now. I can deal with the stress I get from going out. Going out. Then you call up my phone, you want a night out. No, I want to say no, but you're outside my house. Welcome to Mid Best Mid Worst. I'm Shane, and I brought you a fresh baked pie today. And I'm Tanner Zerbel, and I'm here to give my mid worst advice, which you should take with a grain of salt. And with that, that's what we are. We're an advice podcast where we take the internet's best and worst questions and churn out some Midwestern advice on it. Um, Kind of top of the order. We know that everything's kind of panicky out there right now. Just want to say that we hope everyone's staying safe um, and hoping to give you a couple minutes of at least some uh, some good humor to take along with that. And with that, uh, how's it been going? How, how have you been? Um, been doing well, thanks. Um, kind of getting settled in and used to it. Been working from home the last couple of weeks. So kind of the new normal is kind of setting in, trying to keep ourselves entertained. So... One of the things we did was last night, I cooked ribs. Have you ever had rib in a crock pot before? I don't think I have, no. Here, here, it is the most underrated. Like, I'm sure a lot of people have some hot opinions and some hot takes on ribs. You know, I think smoked or like a nice grill, charcoal grill, like that does a lot of great things. But if you don't do that, like I live in an apartment in Florida right now. So if you have limited, you know, area, you don't have an area for grill or anything like that, what I suggest you take the ribs, you cut it into thirds or fourths, you sear it on each side on a medium high for about th- two and a half minutes, throw it in the crock pot with some uh, barbecue sauce, one hour on high, about six hours on low. They'll start falling apart, and that's how you know. I'll be damned, they even caramelized a bit in the crock oh, pot. Sh- oh, damn. Yeah, you Sweet Baby Ray's um, Hawaiian uh, barbecue sauce. We actually had them for dessert. We, we we actually got delivered for the first time trying to get things shaken up to, you know, because we're getting tired of eating our own food all the time. So we did delivery. Right. And apparently that wasn't enough. So for dessert, I ate the whole rack of ribs. I, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what I think is funny is that um, you fall into a camp of people that will openly give out recipes with no hesitation. Have you no. ever met like one of those people like where you're like it, it, you go to like a family cookout or a, a barbecue down, down at a friend's house and you're like, oh, that's really good. Can I get the recipe? And they are. It's like you ask them for their firstborn child. Right. <laughs> like Absolutely not. There's <laughs> yeah. no way. Yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts to me. It's food. And like I get things like I get things that are secretive. If you're a restaurant, I get it. But if you're Uncle Joe cooking up whatever, like sweet potato salad, like Joe, what's up? What's what's your deal, man? It's potato salad. <laughs> it's like I'll, I'll never tell you. I'll die with this potato <laughs> recipe. But calm down. I'm pretty sure you put mustard in it. He's like, who told you? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my secret. Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh no, they figured it out. I've been compromised. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I get it. Uh, I, I've too been kind of working from home uh, over the last couple of weeks as things ensued, which did open up a great, I cannot stress how great of an opportunity it's been uh, to watch The Tiger King on Netflix. Have, have you seen this? I haven't. I've seen everyone post everything about it. It looks tantalizing. I want to get into it. I, naturally, I'm one of those people, like, I drag my feet to the last 
because I don't want to conform. But eventually, like, I'll eventually come around. But I have to hit it soon. I I can assure you, you don't want to drag your feet on this one. It is when I say it is buck wild. I I just cannot even begin. Um, <laughs> it's got everything. It's got tigers. That one's in the title. Easy to figure out. It's got mullets. It's got gun. It's got <laughs> a campaign election. Uh, some shady dude from Las Vegas. I I I just can't even describe. It's got everything. <laughs> it, if Joe from this show doesn't win a fucking Oscar, I don't know what we're doing with this world. <laughs> like in a time like this, like we need to get this man some type of nomination for just having the greatest show ever ever put on the online is absolutely crazy is yeah, i didn't even know it was a show i thought it was like a documentary at first and i was really confused like how is it this wild how is real life this wild so it really goes to show how little i know of it right and, and it, it comes across that way like there's a, off the top of my head I, I think it's like five or six episodes on netflix and um there's moments when watching it where you're like how is this this has to be scripted no one's no one's life is like this it, it's insane there's some bitch named carol down in florida he doesn't like i know that i know about <laughs> half a dozen of those so no just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i'm like you probably found that same camp man you're like yeah fuck carol i don't, <laughs> I don't like that bitch either if i'm being honest <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it is good. So, um, well, like I said, uh, why don't we jump into some of the advice? So we pulled some questions from Reddit, and we're going to, like I said, take our best shot at giving uh, maybe a little bit of a Midwestern spin on it and see what we can't do to help out some people. Uh, so top of the order, we got, how do I get my roommate out of the lease? As the title says, he has been paying for, he hasn't been paying for groceries for the last three months, and he has been harassing my friends who are guests here for a few days. Also, he doesn't talk much. Uh, TLDR, I've had enough of my roommate, and I'm not. I'm in no position to break my lease, but I don't want to live with him. What are my options? I know with you, uh, when you were in college, um, it, maybe you had some roommates that you didn't always like the things they did. You got any advice to maybe throw out with them? Um, yeah, perhaps. Um, I was very fortunate. I was able to pick my roommate going um, with someone we went to high school with to college. So three out of the four years with him. But um, there was a year there where, and I'm going to preface this um, with this guy is a sweetheart of a dude. Really great guy. <laughs> Love him to death. However, um, I had, like my sophomore year of college, I was at a flea market. And I bought a couch and a love seat, and we were in a, an apartment. And he frequently sleep on it. Like he would like sleep on it during the day. Sometimes at night, he always sat in the same spot. So eventually he kind of ruined it. And I had to put like plywood underneath of it when I moved back to Fairmont. So there, there was things like that and some order, orders of like cleanliness throughout the whole apartment. And, uh, and, and those situations are rough because you're kind of stuck with them. You have to live with them. So you have to make it work. And so I feel like you, like you can't be combative with it. So you have to find like what's important to them. And kind of go at it at that angle, like, hey, man, like, you know, sleeping on the sofa isn't always great, so let's go for a walk, or let's do something else, or hey, you know, try to find, you can try to reroute it, maybe befriend them, like, even if, like, I was fortunate enough to like the guy that I was with, but uh, but maybe you can go out and, and uh, you know, find some likes and create these and actually become better friends with them on a more serious note. Yeah, I, I, 
I agree with that. Um, I think you could also go the option of um, faking that your apartment's haunted. I, I think that maybe spooking him out of there isn't a bad option. A real, a real Scooby Doo. This place has got ghosts and ghouls inside of it. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> I also like the nastiness of like, if there's something like, if he likes going after the milk or like there's something like the leftovers are always eating, like you're like, oh, I'm going to go home for lunch real quick and grab the leftovers I made from last night and they're eating it. Like the imagination can run wild on what you want to do with it. You can completely oversalt it, over season it. You can do a lot worse if you want. So like it depends how nasty you want to get because like, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of things we you can do to food to make someone really regret it. Personally, if you want to do something that's not too gross, fill it with laxatives. I am trying to imagine how that conversation with like the landlord would go when 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 you walk up to him and you go, "Listen, I I need out of this fucking lease." And it's like, "Is there something wrong with the apartment?" And you're like, "The roast beef is constantly too salty. Like every time it's." <laughs> It's unpalatable how salty it is. He's <laughs> like, well, oh, damn, you got me really over a barrel here. As a as to the roast beef saltiness law passed in 1837, I technically can't make you stay in this building. It's one of those laws that are just like, yeah, they're just there and they still exist for whatever reason. Because <laughs> it, it hasn't come up in 200 years for anyone <laughs> to take it off of the record. <laughs> they're like... <laughs> Should we go ahead and make an amendment and get rid of some of these archaic laws? It's like, it's never going to come up. Two months later, you got Jeff in the court of law with Greg that owns the apartment complex. And like, <laughs> it's here in black and white, guys. I don't know what to tell you. The roast the roast salty. They can't, get, they can't be salty. You can't be that. You got to get them out of there. <clears throat> yeah, I think. Um, it, so, yeah. Become his friend. Scare him with ghosts. Uh, that's a good way to get him out. Uh I think, uh, I guess they need to have more context in this question. Yeah. Because is this someone that you've known for years or is it one of those living situations where it's like uh, two people apply and you just kind of share a living space and you each have your own bedroom? Right. How long is the lease too? Like, is there only two months left? Is it a whole nother year? Like if it's two, if it's two months, like, hey, Craig, you've been a really crappy roommate. Um, I'm going to buy you out. Don't, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if we're talking like a year lease, and I, I'm I'm guessing that this has been building for a time, so you probably don't even have a year left on it. You know, right. ballpark, even nine months. I lived with a guy for a year that kept basically the whole room upstairs full of sex toys, which at the time <laughs> was a bit weird. So, I mean... <laughs> Granted, now that was in his own private space, and I'm cool with whatever people want to do in their own time. But when it when they start venturing out into the common living area, <laughs> which the fridge is obviously in the food, <laughs> right? Exactly. Like you can't you can't put your whistle straps in the fridge next to the the ribs. <laughs> you gotta get a safe, like one of those like safes that are in like a hotel. You gotta get one of those, and then you put that in the fridge, and then all your food goes into the safe. <laughs> All your food, all your foods in the site. Like, can I grab a pop? You're like, yeah, but don't go to the fridge. That's where the lube is. <laughs> Lube's in the fridge. Pepsi's in the closet underneath the coats. <laughs> we we live in a weird house. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I think uh, it, you know, dragging it out nine months, it, it might be rough. Um, 
Especially since Maybe. it's like kind of your money too. Like not only is it your food an inconvenience, it's kind of like they're going to leech off your money too. So like maybe they can give you money. Like they don't want to go grocery shopping. So get maybe you're like, hey, I need a hundred dollars. I'll buy the groceries, but you need to give me my, you know, some money to compensate for it. Yeah, it, this I, it's hard to say whether the guy's being malicious or not, right? Because I, I've been at points in my life where I've I've literally walked into my kitchen, looked and went, oh man, I need groceries. And then walked right back to the living room, and then the next day did the same exact thing. Like, so not maybe even go get groceries. Yeah, exactly. It's like maybe this isn't so much a, of a point of contention as it is uh, he's just lazy, or maybe he doesn't have that foresight to be like, mm, I am hungry. I should probably go get some food. Of course, I, I would say that that's the biggest issue with this, right? Is the not paying for groceries for three months. Um, right. And also to the extent of harassing my friends. Um, yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah, I guess we haven't addressed that part, but right, like, I mean, it does say that, um, yeah, just my friends. So, how many of them are you? I mean, it sounds like you have them outnumbered. I don't <laughs> want to encourage bullying, <laughs> but and right, like, you, you can take a hostile takeover with your friends. Like, why don't one of those friends just you know start staying there and like slowly push them out? Yeah, play survivor rules. Kick them off the and, island. And this person, like, you have guests that stay there for a few days. You, sir, are allowing people to take advantage of you way too much. Like, maybe this is your problem. Maybe maybe this is a you problem. Maybe you should look at yourself. You have people staying at your house too much. You have people eating your food. Like, maybe, maybe there's something, some self-reflection we can go on here. R it, quite possibly. I mean, a lot of people, like, fall into that category where they don't want to rustle any any feathers. Well, sometimes maybe you got to just rustle a few feathers. <laughs> and, and no, like, you don't hey. have to burn the whole chicken. Like you don't have to take the chicken and put it in the deep fat fryer feathers sure. and all. Like you just ruffle them. You don't need to like burn the whole thing down. Yeah, get, get, like get your get your little thingies in there and just kind of <laughs> shake things up a little bit. Maybe you'll know. Like, find like out Zelda, if, like some Zelda shit. Like shake the shake the bird, shake the chicken a little bit. <laughs> exactly. It's like, and also find out if he's allergic to any food groups. He has a peanut allergy. Well, guess all the food-based things that you're eating for the next two weeks. <laughs> you're, you're getting peanut butter by the five-gallon buckets. <laughs> like I'm on, an, I'm on that new peanut butter diet. Sorry, man. He's like, well, I can't eat that. And you're like, you're, you're right, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to let you know what's here. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that that's a, a, that's the route to go. Is um, try try that earnest conversation with them. Um, you know. Maybe address some of these household issues, especially if you're going if you're in the position where you can't just move out or buy out his lease, or you can gaslight him a little bit <laughs> you know, yeah. and, see, and see if you can't maybe force that hand of him. I, I'm guessing that if you're having an issue, he's probably not sitting there going, "You know, this is the best place I ever lived. I love this." <laughs> well, right. Well, it mentions that like he's he's rude to your friends. Well, your friends are like if you have friends staying like three, four days a week, every week, well, I'd probably start being rude to people that are kind of living here rent-free too. And maybe that's why they're eating the food. This is a guy that wants to get out, like, that's having the issue with it all. Like, I'm going to eat your food since you're, like, you have your friends over here, like, sleeping on the couch. Like, I can't even live in my own place. So I'll just eat your food. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Uh, he's like, oh, yeah. It, yeah, it's cool that your friends stay here. And then he like turns around and he's like, I'm gonna eat all the fucking food. The, in this house. the cost see, it comes with a payment and that cost is your food. So your friends can stay here. I'm gonna be an asshole to them, but I'm gonna eat your food too. Like I'll go get my own food once you get your dirty ass friends out of here. <laughs> I, 
It very well could be. It, I, honestly, I, 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 I'd like to believe that that's where he's coming from. This, this is some type of payment for you being generous to your friends. Maybe he's <laughs> jealous. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's a jealous guy and he, he feels sad that you don't invite him to hang out in the living room and play Mario Kart. I don't know. It, I'd be upset about that too. Yeah, I would crush someone's pizza rolls if, you know, if they're having like a, a hey guys, we're going to do a 24-hour gaming marathon, and suddenly, yo, he's sitting there alone in his room, and you forgot to do the old knock-knock on the door and see if maybe he wants to partake. I clean a refrigerator out over that. Oh yeah, no problem at all. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's your options. Ghost, uh, peanut allergy... Earnest conversation. You have a lot of options. I, I, I think that that's the way to go. Um, oh no, uh, Tanner, why don't you hit us with a, another question? Absolutely. Question number two: uh, What do I wear to my Burger King job interview? I was thinking about wearing a suit and a tie, but IDK. That is a pretty great question, and um, I think everyone knows the obvious answer that uh, suit and a tie is um, the perfect. Or they'd like to believe it's the perfect job interview attire. I would have um, something I would like to add to that, which is you go dressed as the Burger King himself. That the whole Burger mascot. The Burger mascot. Or no, the, actual, the actual guy with the crown. Yeah, exactly. The Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's my question. What kind of suit? Like... More than likely, this might be a suit where it's like a hand-me-down from like Grandpa or Uncle Joe or someone, and the thing's like three sizes too big, and you look like a little child, and you look ridiculous. So there's one situation, but hear me out on the next. What if it's a suit that is like Panic at the Disco, I write sins, not tragedies? And like, Oh, yes. If you go into any job interview wearing that with the eyeliner, top hat, cane, the whole shebang, you can get any job. You, you can become CEO of Burger King if you walk in like that. Like, hey, CEO, I am now, you know, I'm your boss now. <laughs> See, and, and that's why, I, I, like I said, whether you dress like um, Brendan Nuri from Panic at the Disco or you dress as a Burger King, I think either way, you're it, it's a power play, right? Yeah. Because, listen, I, I've been to, oh, I don't know, a couple thousand Burger Kings where I've been. <laughs> where I've been forced to interact with everyone from cashiers to the manager. Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen a manager employed there wear a suit. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. You have to dress for the job. So what you really have to do is you have to find a friend that works at Burger King and that's, or has like a, like a uniform and you have to dress in their uniform for the job interview. You'll go in there like, <laughs> Oh, do you already work here? Well, as a matter of fact, I do. Um, I just haven't gotten my paperwork now. yet. Yeah, I, 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 you haven't done my paperwork yet. Rather than, I'm not sure why you're calling an interview. We just need to get paperwork ready. Wear the hat and everything. You don't even have to do the interview. You just go straight to orientation. Exactly. It, maybe flip it on him. You walk in, you have a fine three-piece suit on, and he goes, okay, thanks for coming in for the interview. And you go, no, thank you for coming in for your interview. <laughs> and now and and now you're the boss, and he's under press. <laughs> Just take over the job, like sorry. Um, thanks for your interview because you've been fired as manager. I'm taking that over. And um, so, what skills do you have for a cashier position or kitchen position? Which would you prefer? I'll give you. I'll give you a little bit of options since um since not your boss. Now I want to start off on the right foot. Correct. I can tell that your the the shirt that you're wearing doesn't even have built-in shoulder pads. Uh, how do you expect to lead a team if you don't look like a full linebacker? That's my no one question. Serious? If they think they can beat you up, you got to have the shoulder pads. It shows you're serious. Yeah, it shows you can take you're, well, of the position. 
you're working for the king's army and (laughs) (laughs) you can't go on without your armor (laughs) exactly (laughs) and that's where i feel like i'm just way more qualified for this job than you (laughs) i think i i think that that's the direction that you go um yeah Unless you absolutely need this job, then, you know, wear a polo and probably some khakis, but. Exactly. But if you have your, uh, if you have a couple fishing lines out there and you've cast off already and you got maybe your uh, rod in a couple different fires, I say, go ahead, take the Burger King job, way overdressed for it. You'll be fine. They might like your moxie. Or he's going to think you're ridiculous and you won't get that job. And I'll be honest when I say, listen, there's nothing wrong with working fast food. There's better fast food you can work at than the Burger King. Fair enough. Like, there are other fast food places that might be able to allow more tolerance towards a suit-related interview. Yeah, I feel like Taco Bell's pretty chill when it comes to... I, I feel like there's their, their humors, maybe... Uh, they don't take themselves too seriously. They're fucking Taco Bell. <laughs> like, you can't. <laughs> I don't even think they can hire you if you go in there and act serious at Taco Bell. <laughs> like, no. you realize we're called fourth meal, right? You're like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> God. Yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think that that's what you need to do. And uh, you'll be fine. Let us know how it goes, by the way. If you hear this, you know, let's know if you crush that job interview. You one second. We you have to go in singing suit and tie though by like Justin Timberlake. You have to have a, the whole thing choreographed. Another strong power play. I I like that. <laughs> Maybe where a um you know, a, a lot of people will say, you know, find the employee that you want to um be like almost like a role model that you want to uh, aspire to be and go and dress as SpongeBob. He's had a long, healthy career at the Krusty Krab. Uh, he's dedicated <laughs> to a fault to Mr. Krabs. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a couple different options, you know, Let him Absolutely. Sh- sh- show him, show him that you're ready. You're Social ready. Initiative. You're ready. Like if you're if you're gonna do it, do it big. Like you can't just go in and like do a half-ass interview in suit and tie. Like you gotta you gotta commit. You gotta one hundred percent. So you have to have something else ready. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I I would agree with that completely. Well, I I think uh, bam, two questions down. I, I feel like so far we're batting a thousand percent. I like that. Why don't we go ahead and go for uh, three for three here? This question asks, uh, this comes from the relationship section of Reddit. So, how to deal with my crush on a co- co-worker? I almost never get crushes, but when I do, they last a long time and they're pretty intense. My last crush was a few years ago and my friends told me I, it was really obvious. I didn't even realize how much I had end up focusing on him whenever he was there. I'm glad he was 100% clueless. Uh, this is a bit of a long one. It goes on... Um, she started a new job. Uh, she feels like she's falling into the same pattern and routine that she has at previous job where she seems to have found a guy. She likes him. Um, and really what she's getting at and what she wants to know is um, how should she interact with him uh, to keep it professional? She does say that he works in a different department, at a different branch location, uh, but he has stopped by before to help coworkers with specific issues. So I know I'll see him 
from time to time. I could try to avoid him, but that could be obvious too. What should I do? Uh, TLDR, I have a crush on a co-worker and want to keep it professional, but my crushes tend to be obvious. Uh, it's a great question. I, I think mm-hmm. most people have been in a position where um, you've become in, oh, not so much infatuated, but you develop a relationship or crushes with coworkers because you spend so much time with them. Uh, I, I mean, almost in some cases, you spend more time with coworkers than you do a lot of times your own family or friends. Absolutely. So it's not uncommon for you to uh, develop a crush. It's, Oh boy, it's just hard to say. You know, it's 2020 up in here. Like, you you know, do do you take the internet culture and do you shoot that shot? Sometimes you gotta shoot your shot, (laughs) or or do you act like an adult and and don't follow internet memes and and you know don't jeopardize your career? So. I feel like there's two very different campments of this where it's like, yeah, go for it. What's the worst thing that could happen? Uh, you could lose your job, I guess, is the worst thing that could happen. <laughs> and, and you possibly know. your certification if you're like in a position that has to like get certifi- like certified to do that job. Like that, that could just not only be your job, but like you mentioned before, like that could be your whole career. Like is we, it worth it for a crush? Right. And, and also, yo, I'm sure that, you know, if your company is big enough to where you have different departments in different locations, I'm sure they have a pretty thorough rule book and you know, they might've taken care of this for you. They might just flat out say like, Hey, don't, don't flirt with Ron. Listen, we get Ron's a sexy, sexy boy. He's so cute. <laughs> I myself have thought of flirting with Ron, but I just have to withhold those temptations. God damn you, Ron. You're so beautiful. Damn and it, Ron. it says all that. Uh, on, I believe it's like section three, uh, appendix two of it. Um, yeah, just <laughs> just on and on about how beautiful Ron is. A beautiful, beautiful boy. Beautiful a forbidden Ron. fruit. <laughs> your, your bosses are sitting there. They're like, you can touch anything in the office, but you can't touch Ron. <laughs> I think one thing that, that uh, this person has going for is at least it's different. Like, it's different, like, sites at least. And so, like, Apparently, there shouldn't be any hierarchy. That's the first thing you have to look at. I think a lot of times they frown down upon it. But, like, if you're in accounting and someone's in, like, customer service, well, then, like, as long as there's no authority over each other, then some companies might see some leeway. But at the same time, like, it's a good rule of thumb not dip your pen in the company's ink, you know? Yeah. It's also good advice not to take pens from your company. <laughs> you, don't, you don't do that either. Just uh, no. that's not so much question related, but it is still thievery. You're stealing from the company. Please it's still ethical. It's still an ethical issue. I say that because um, I've had employees who just bankrupted me on taking pens every time I needed a pen. <laughs> Where's the goddamn pens? I'm like, oh, sorry, I took those. I'm like, yeah, well, damn. <laughs> I got nothing. I can't even write you up. I don't have a pen. <laughs> Pens are the new lighters. Like everyone just jacks them. Like you don't know where this pen came from or why you have twelve of them. But when you need one, you still can't find it. Oh, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that you brought up a great point. That you know, you're dealing with what sounds like two different departments. So if there's not, if there's not any, uh, yo, know, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, if he's not, you know, a boss to you. Mm-hmm. 
it's you know you're probably safe on that and if he works it and like you said if she she's in accounting or something along those mm-hmm. lines and you know, you don't have really a lot of that crossplay i also noticed that you said that it could be pretty obvious if you try to avoid him i can tell you that it's a lot of times it's not that obvious it's pretty easy just to not be around people now like unless you're doing like, your job. like like you're not avoiding people if you're doing your job you just like do your job and then you're not avoiding them you're just doing your job yeah now like if you turn it into a big game of like hide and seek every time she, he walks into the office and he's like is carol here today and your employees are like yeah she's at her desk and and you've built in a fort that says come find me now <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I think, uh, it, it might be like, more no, obvious not, even even if your face gets red like i don't know like get some ice and put it on your feet or something to cool you down <laughs> like i'd like to apologize i have a case of the hot face all the time <laughs> <laughs> which i can relate to like anything yeah. over 68 degrees i'm like why is it the fucking sun in here why is it so goddamn spicy all the time on <laughs> <laughs> same way yeah i you know you know okay let's look at from the other side maybe she does take her shot you know who are we to stop a beautiful blossoming love story for the ages the Absolutely. next Romeo and Juliet. Exactly. And maybe that's the problem is like it's penned up, it's built inside and rather it being like the first interaction and like on a, a level playing field, maybe Ron doesn't know that Carol likes him. But like if Carol were to say, hey, Ron, I like you from the get go rather than waiting for like maybe three months and then she becomes obsessive because you create this false reality in your head, like this perfection of Ron that is already perfect, but now you have a perfectionized perfection of ron they get all goofy and weird and say some weird stuff and get clingy like you got to go right out the shoot and be like hey ron want to go for coffee at lunch or something like you can't let that pent up because you get inside your head you start doing silly things and then you lose track of reality and you think ron might have the same type of feelings or thoughts and right uh, and, and, and all that stuff in you you fall very closely into falling into a real you situation from the hit show you on netflix where <laughs> where now like it, it starts as an instant crush and six months later you're living in california with like five people murdered underneath your belt and that that's a you run that risk though i'd be yeah. honest to say if, if i haven't been in that position you know at least twice in my life I've only been to California once. I'll be honest. <laughs> I've only been there once too. It is okay. Yeah. I, yeah. It, boy, should should we should we give a definite answer on it? You know, we looked at the good, we looked at the bad, we put them both together, and here we've had not an answer. Uh, which way are you leaning on it? You know, I, I know that you're happily married. Um, mm-hmm. I myself am in a relationship. So if you separate yourself from that and you worked uh, with someone that you had a crush on that was in a different department, do you, do you think you yourself would uh, would you shoot that shot? Yeah, I think you have to for a couple of reasons. So long as it's worth it, so long as you don't lose your job, so long as everything is within the handbook, I think you have to because if you shoot your shot, you get denied. Well, then you're kind of embarrassed. And then when Ron comes in, rather than being like obsessive, you know, it's not going to happen. You can move on or you shoot your shot. You get lucky and happily ever after. 
So I think you almost have to approach it because if you hold it in, you're going to get a negative response of eventually. So if, it, if you're going to get a negative one, you'd rather get it out of the way early so you don't ruin it yourself. Right, exactly. And worst case scenario, you ask, he, he politely rejects, and you pack up and move. You, you leave. Yeah, yeah. You, just, you go somewhere new, and now you start a new life. <laughs> but at least you weren't weird coming and from some, coming from someone who is absolutely the worst at social interactions um anytime yeah. i'm not at my work I, I have this weird ability while i'm at work to be very uh coherent and well-spoken and then the second that i am done working for the day i am a hot dumpster trash can fire of just anything that i can say to a human i say it wrong my voice levels are all over the place and <laughs> And that's my my reaction. I've had to move 27 times in the last 15 days because I keep on fucking this up because I can't get down the question, how's it going today? Oh, God, I'm the same way. It's like my job takes up all my intellectual abilities. Like when I'm at my job, like my vocabulary expands tenfold. Once I'm home, I'm like single one syllable at most. Exactly. Very caveman-like speaking. Me want food. Well, how, like you're not gonna ask how my day was. You just want dinner, and you're not even asked nicely. Just, I want food. <laughs> I want food, please. Ah, food, please. Ah. Yeah, it, exactly. I, I think it's a pretty normal thing. It, 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 yeah, working in a large company, I agree. You know, go ahead, take your shot with them. See, see where it goes. You know, if you do get rejected, and uh, he says no. Also, check those fingies. Is it possible he's married already? That's a real easy indicator of what way that yeah. question's going to go. Um, but if it doesn't seem that way, you know, you kind of just take it on the chin and you go, okay, hey, I did it. And maybe that will help you in future. It, it sounds like this is kind of a reoccurring thing for you. So I, I think if you can um, maybe get used to the idea of who will become used to, um, or maybe not have that fear of being rejected so absolutely kind of get used to like with anything else like even like with a lot of minor bad experiences such as being rejected like it kind of gets easier at time no different than like in a sales job like being told no after you know a certain amount of time some people aren't built for but at the same time you have to find what works for you yeah exactly so carol move forward we hope that that uh relationship blossoms into something beautiful absolutely best of wishes uh uh, Tanner, you know, I hit us with another question. Oh, uh, yeah. I cooked a pizza for six hours. So I got really drunk and got the drunkies at like 3 a.m. and put a pizza in the oven and fell asleep for a solid six hours while it was in there. I woke up panicking and came out of my room to my apartment smoky AF and reeking like burnt pizza. It's almost a week later and my apartment still smells like burnt pizza. It's also, it's also all tile, by the way. Anyone have any advice on how to get the smell out? Ooh, boy. I'd be lying if I said I haven't been in this position. Fair enough. Like, it makes it more difficult that it's tile, because if it's carpet, then at least you can go get, like, a carpet cleaner and try to, like, do certain things. But, like, you can't scrub the whole walls. Like, start scrubbing the walls and the ceiling paint starts coming off. Maybe you just need to repaint the house. Repaint the house. Um, maybe leave it as a reminder <laughs> to make sure that this never happens again. You can't, exactly. 
Like every time you get drunk, you're going to be like, God, it smells like burnt pizza. And they're like, yeah, I'm not eating pizza tonight. I know what happened last time. There's absolutely no way that this is going <laughs> to go down like again. A, can I get like a timer with like a shot collar where you like kind of like have the time shock and then I'd set that as your timer for the pizza. So if you pass out, like you get like 120 volts to, right to the goiter. I will say that that will be our first item available on our merch shop <laughs> when that goes live. Will be the um, <laughs> electrocuting pizza timer <laughs> to make sure that <laughs> events like this. I mean, one, you're ruining the smell of your house, and also that could have been a real good pizza. I mean, you don't want you can't just be out here wasting money on pizza just to burn it. No, can't burn pizza like that. That's sacrilegious. At what point does burnt pizza smell become the landlord's problem? <laughs> Man, I don't think it is. I think that goes straight out of your deposit. Oh, that'd be a apartment. rough. If it was an apartment. Yeah, they'd have to like completely strip it down and do all that stuff. Like, yeah, you'd have to do a deep clean. So, like, yeah, that burnt pizza cost you a thousand bucks, bud. Oh boy, I couldn't. I would hate to be the landlord in that position. Like, if you kept that, if I was. You know, the tenant keeps that a secret and, you know, their lease comes up. They're like, OK, I'm going to go ahead and leave. You know, it's been great here, but, you know, I, 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 I'm going to go somewhere else. You're like, OK, well, that's <laughs> fine. And, and you go into that apartment the first time and you're like, son of a bitch. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> It'll take weeks to get this pizza smell out. But yeah, if it's your own house, you're better off. Like you could probably find someone to do a deep cleaning. Like, again, painting would be extreme. Is it your clothes? Do you have to wash all your clothes? Maybe, maybe it's your bedding. Like you might have to just do a complete, like move everything out of the house, wash it, do everything and move back in. You have to hit the restart button on life sometimes. And that's a good opportunity to do so. Right. Look, it's like a time to declutter and get rid yes. of some of those things that you've been meaning to get rid of for a while. But like, do I really like need seven hoodies? That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, do I really need seven hoodies that all say Stankovision or whatever crazy <laughs> thing you have on it? No, you probably don't. Let's just go ahead and um, get rid of those and along with it, the pizza smell. A, a spiritual cleansing is what it sounds like is needed. <laughs> there's something think... beyond the pizza. Like there's some underlying issue there that you have to address. Like the burnt, the burnt pizza is like... A metaphor for your life. Meta- exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like you're burning shit, bud. You got to get, get your shit together. You're, eating, you're burning pizzas at 3 a.m. Like... <laughs> <laughs> it's not the pizza's fault like there, there's other things going on that you've burnt that you haven't quite noticed like the, it, it all built up to this just like carol in the last question like this all ended up and it manifested in a burnt pizza because you whatever issues are going on you're just holding them in <laughs> right like maybe like i said maybe keep the smell as a reminder not just to not make pizza at 3 a.m after you've been drinking all night but also maybe when you wake up in the morning and you you know give that stretch and Take a nice deep breath in and you go, I should probably call my mom. You know, it's been a while. <laughs> you know, this, exactly. this, burnt, this burnt pizza's really opened up my eyes to me needing to be able to take better care of my my uh, family relationships and my friend relationships. And you have to do that until the pizza's gone. Like, that's what it's there for. Like, whatever deity or spiritual, like, if there's anything you believe in, just take it as a sign as in every day that you can smell, this is a day that you have to get somewhat better. And like, like you said, wake up and call your mom or go exercise and get out of the house because it stinks like the, the, <laughs> this is a blessing in disguise like until the burnt smell is gone you have to leave it if you try cleaning it you're just going to reset maybe the reset idea was wrong from the get-go you have to leave it and basket it until you make yourself better oh yeah exactly i mean 
it, plus that conversation, they're like, God, Jim, I haven't seen you in months. You're looking great. Have you been hitting the gym? You're like, well, I kind of have to because my apartment smells like burnt pizza all the time and I just can't be in there. So, you know, I'm in my house more than three hours, I get a headache. So I kind of have to get out. <laughs> I kind of have to go out and do things. Um, kind of force your hand into being a little more social with people, which isn't always a bad thing. You know, that no. that's a, a great thing to kind of take away from it. So, yeah. Um, we're rejecting your question of how to get the smell out. I think, how do you keep the smell in? You know, what? It, take this as an opportunity. Maybe in six months, you'll become so emotionally attached to the smell of burnt pizza that you'll be burning pizzas every six months just so you don't lose that smell. You know, you don't want to no, drop hopefully that. Not drunkenly and like, hopefully not drunkenly and you're almost burning the house down, but maybe you just do it as a reminder of... Uh, of to become the best version of yourself. Like you're going to come out of this in a year and a half, like the next Buddha. Oh yeah. I mean, imagine the book sales, like, you know, you write your life story down and you're going, Hey, listen, I used to burn pizzas accidentally. Now I burn them intentionally and boom, you got yourself a hit book. You're a millionaire. You're a, you're (laughs) a New York's like best seller list. You made millions. Like who would have known this this situation turned into a blessing? Like, Life's just great because you burn pizzas and like it just becomes who hasn't burned pizza? Like you just get drunk, you burn pizza, like everyone does it and like everyone can relate to it. It's the best self-help book out there right now. I think uh JFK put it best when he said, Ask not what you can do about this burnt pizza, but instead ask what this burnt pizza can do for you. Exactly. And- I think that that's probably one of the stronger statements he made <laughs> in his short sentence president. <laughs> so yeah keep the pizza smell uh bask in it reflect in it and grow with it you need to grow with that pizza smell yeah that that one was easy and and, you know good luck to you again if you hear this go ahead and write into the show let us know how that burnt pizza changed your life for the better yeah absolutely And, and any anyone else listening out there you know it doesn't always have to be a physical burnt pizza you know find your own burnt pizza and yo, run with it. You know, absolutely, does that make absolutely. Sense? yeah, absolutely. Maybe, maybe it's a lasagna. Maybe it's, um, maybe you let that candle burn a little too long, and your curtain caught on fire, and now your whole house smells like it didn't burn down, but like it could have. Let let that let that candle burning curtain be an example of how to better your life. Second product on the merch shop will be our MBMW burnt pizza candles. So feel free to pick those up whenever, <laughs> whenever you feel necessary. So when you're looking for inspiration or you're having a moment of weakness, go ahead and light that bad boy and get that real burnt pizza smell in your house. I think yeah. it'll, it'll find you to, it'll keep you moving along. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Tanner, you ready for another question? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, this one comes from some advice, again, that's needed from Reddit. So, is it weird to bring stuffed animals with you to college? I'm a high school senior who loves stuffed animals and I'm soon going to be a college freshman. Would it be a weird thing to bring a few stuffed animals with me if I'll be living in the dorms? Ugh, how many is a few? That's, yeah, I mean... It's a vague term. Like, like a few is vague. Is a few, like... Four or five is a few like four or five hundred beanie babies. Like what's like we first have to define a few. But yeah, actually, if, no, I don't think if, we do. I think a few is too many regardless of how many few is. 
Correct. I think anything. Um, God, I I almost want to say anything one or above is too many, but I I, <laughs> I can almost understand. You know, you have that freshman insecurity, and maybe you want a little piece of home. I don't know if a stuffed animal is the right choice. Um, yeah, college. I would say college is a time for kind of reinventing yourself and really spreading your spreading your wings and flying off, little bird, and. <laughs> Do you want to have that uh, metaphorical anchor of a stuffed animal holding you down going, hey, I'm still, you know, the same person? Or do you want to be able to say, okay, I'm going to take this opportunity and kind of rebrand myself? Also, do you have roommates? How big is a stuffed animal? If you're bringing like a Circus Olay 25-foot tall stuffed animal that's going to take up a fourth of the dorm, you can't do that, my friend. Like, (laughs) just can't. Be like, uh, yeah. So there's three of us in this ten foot by ten foot apartment, um, and that's a that's a fifteen foot tall stuffed animal. <laughs> like we can't, <laughs> absolutely not. Are you using it as a bed? I don't know. I don't think so. Get it out. You can't do it. But yeah, I think I I will have to admit. I think one can okay. Um, personally, I think it's best not to have any. But if you want to have one, I think one's fine. Anything more than that, it's a crowd. Um, and things might get a little weird, but, uh, just know, like you mentioned, it's college is the time to kind of spread your wings, um, reinvent yourself. And of course, college kids are going to do what college kids do. So when you have Craig over, you know, some spicy night in October, you know, your first six weeks there, you know, do you want Craig to be like, Ooh, cold toast because you have stuffed animals, you know, it's going to be a red flag. So I think there's right. something the, there, like. You know, not only with your roommates, but possibly, you know, other other friends of the night, if you will, that might come over. Like, um, you know, is a stuffed animal something that you're you're going to want someone like that to see? Or you know, is it, is it going to bring people away from certain activities or even relationships? Exactly. And also, I mean, like, really stop and ask yourself. Again, I don't think that you would get it off of one. And one is easy. No. One stuffed animal is easy enough to maybe hide. You can throw that underneath a pile of books in a dresser drawer no issues at all right um, is are they so important that you want to stake being that person in college i mean through college right. like it, it word can spread pretty quick and, and do you want to immediately set that impression that that's that stuffed animal girl I, right. I don't, yeah right like when there's a few it almost reminds me like do you want your bed looking like a child's version of like your parents' bed that has like a gajillion throw pillows on it, like you're gonna have a bed like that that has like all these like little throw animals on it. It just kind of takes up all the space and like again, I think one's still good, but like when your bed, like when half your bed is like filled with it, like throw pillows, like then you're kind of walking into territory that might just not be the territory you want to go into with college. Right, exactly. Unless it's a super rare, expensive stuffed animal. In which case, then you have a cool story. Like, <laughs> maybe you're leaving out details because of how valuable this is. But what if she's like, hey, this is like a 1997 Tiger Beanie Baby with a deformed eye worth $37,000 on eBay. Well, now you got your... Even then, don't bring that to college. That will get stolen. Yeah, that will. I had a $200 stereo get stolen out of my car at a college. So someone's definitely going <laughs> to jack your $37,000 Beanie Baby. <laughs> maybe just don't bring that. Either way, is it it Care Bear or is it like a fun animal? Like, is it like a cool, like, badass lion thing, or is it like 
Care Bears or like Cabbage Patch dolls. Like there's a little like depending on what type of like stuffed animal or stuffed thing it is. Like I think that can kind of play a role in it too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I the the type of stuffed animal does heavily impact whether you should bring it or not. Um, but I, I really, again, I think uh, maybe maybe just give some foresight and, and use this as an opportunity to uh, again almost reinvent yourself. Um, yeah. and, and I get wanting to have that anchor hundred percent, but I think that it's something that if you didn't bring it, you're not going to miss it in a month. You but know, you can have a you're going to. Yeah, exactly. After a month, you're going to get acclimated, but you can also bring a blanket. Like people are like, oh, it's just a blanket. Well, maybe it's your favorite childhood blanket. Like as long as it's not like a little baby blanket, but like, you know, your childhood favorite blanket or like a photo, like there's other like family things that can be like an anchor. That's not the form of a stuffed animal. Right. Exactly. And also, yeah. And no one's going to make fun of you for a blanket and pillow. And if they no. do, you maybe need to move colleges. Like, you can't be there. Right. <laughs> it's like a horrible college. Oh, look at that fucking nerd. You know he sleeps with a blanket? Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> what a fool. We're a blanketless college. Yes. <laughs> we sleep on the floor with no blankets. Like, don't be a bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, I tell you what, uh, why don't we hit uh, another question? I, I think that we covered that one. All right. Here we have, if I pee on the grass with my dog, do we share ownership of the land? A dog pees on the grass in your yard to claim territory so that neighboring dogs know it's claimed land. If I pee on the grass and so does my dog, does he think the land is also my territory? So it's a dual kinship, so to speak. Also, does this make my dog think that his domain over the land is diminished slightly because he uh, no longer has absolute authority? There's, I'll be honest, boys, um, there's a lot to unpack in here. Yeah, (laughs) there's layers on this one. Oh, boy, this is like uh, my aunt's seven-layer salad, if you will, a real (laughs) Midwestern. (laughs) It goes deep. It goes deeper than what you thought it was going to go. Boy, yeah. Uh, well, straight off the bat, I like the peeing on the lawn at the same time as the dog. Uh, yeah. A couple different reasons. One, it's a power play. Two, I think it's uh, bringing your doggo boy up to equals with you. Three, you're saving water. You don't got flush that toilet. Listen, yeah. California has been on fire for 22 years now, it feels like. So <laughs> why don't we, uh, yeah, save the water, pee on the lawn. Uh, I think it, it's going to bring you and your dog closer together. Uh, yo, a bonding thing. I do fear if I, if I can, I do fear this is going to cause like a Papillonian response where anytime you see a dog pee out in public, you're just going to have to pee that second. You're going to be like, Oh God, (laughs) I got to go down. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I would. As soon as you see a dog pee, like it's going to trigger, you're going to start. You know, maybe you won't drool, but you'll need to go to the bathroom right away. So, yeah, there, I think that would eventually, I, I feel like after like six weeks, you know, every time you see a dog pee, like you're watching TV and a commercial comes on and the dog's peeing, all of a sudden you're peeing on your TV. <laughs> you're going to have to change your route to work. You'll be like, well, the fastest way I get to my job is driving by that dog part. But every morning, you know, <laughs> you're halfway on your way to work. You look over and there's, there's Scouty Boy over there taking a nice pee on a fire hydrant. And you're like, well, son of a 
bitch. Now, now <laughs> I got to pull over and I got to pee. Takes time. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think I do, do it. Question. Go ahead. No, no, go, 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 go. Uh, I do have a question. Because of different species, is there different? Like, does the hierarchy still play? Even though it's different, like a dog will pee to be over other dogs, but does the dog already know? Like, your, your dog already knows that like you're kind of in charge. So does it? Is it a power play on the dog? Because it doesn't need to be a power play. So does like how does it? species uh play out do you think um i i really do believe that it's not a power play over your dog i think it's um maybe elevating your dog and showing them that you're not above peeing on the lawn too who i do think it's a power play over is your neighbor who every morning is going to go to get on your car while you dead stare him in the eyes and pee on your lawn (laughs) (laughs) this is mine bitch don't you dare step on it (laughs) this is Hey, hey, this is my land. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I've peed a tasteful line in the, in, on the ground. Don't you cross it. <laughs> I wrote my name on it and piss. It's fine. It's my name. Yeah, I think if you have the foresight to keep this separate and don't let this drift into other parts of your work, like using the copier at work, you know, you can't. You can't just start peeing on anything that you want to make yours. Right, yeah. if this is a hobbyist peeing section with your dog, and you're not looking to go uh, professional with it, I think it's a, you know, I don't see why not. Yeah, the line has to be drawn on, like, where where am I going to take this? And, like, once you cross that line, you have to self-correct, and then all, you know, you know all territorial urination has to stop immediately like you took it too far here's the line i crossed it now i'm done sorry yeah i'm sorry good old boy but you're gonna have to do this on your own now Uh, also maybe maybe think about what this could do to the dog you know every monday morning you're up there out there at the break of dawn peeing in the backyard with uh with your doggo boy you know, and then you go to take him for a walk later and he gets in the peeing position and looks at you for confirmation and suddenly you're not peeing is that going to stop him from peeing? It could. I mean, they dogs adapt so fast that, like, I'd have concerns if they just stop peeing unless you pee. So now you're going to only have to use your back yet. Well, now you're going on a walk and they're not peeing. So, like, now you have to now you have to look at their habits. and. Yeah, exactly. Like, I used to be able to eat lunch meat ham in my house. And then I made the mistake of giving each one of my dogs a piece of ham when I ate it. And it took them exactly one time to expect ham every time I eat ham. So, (laughs) 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 So, I mean, maybe maybe give it a trial period. I think what you need to do is sit down and have a nice long talk with your dog and and really explain, you know, know, this is for us in the privacy of our own home. You know, we can't be doing this out in public. Um, and, And see if he's on the same page as you. I mean, he's a dog, so probably not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, here, so is there a training tool that we can actually look into this? So you start by peeing on your lawn with your dog when you pee simultaneously. Can you then bring that inside saying like, oh, this is where I pee. Like, I peed where you've peed. Now you'll pee in the toilet. Will the dog figure out like, oh, hey... Now that my owner pees outside with me, I can also pee inside with the owner. So, like, you don't have to get up at 3 a.m., you know, when good old doggo gets to be 11 years old and has a weak bladder, you know, rather than getting up, like, right. leave the toilet seat open 
and, and he's trained. I, I think there might be something there too worth trying. At what point do you become just in a relationship with this dog? <laughs> That's where I'm fearing this is going. Like you share every aspect of your life and now you're, you know, everything is with the dog. You know, yeah, you're, you're peeing in the toilet. Now you're having like deli ham with them. Like it's a slippery slope. It is. It is. Again, it's one of those things where you have to draw a line and once it's crossed, you got to cut her off. Oh yeah, a- absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, pee in your front lawn. It's okay. Check your city rules first. Yeah, more than likely, you'll end up on a sexual harassment list. Like, there's a 100% chance that'll likely happen, just as a heads up. And listen, as much as I'd like to have faith in humanity that you could walk into that court case and go, listen, I was just trying to bond with my dog by peeing where he pees. I don't think it's going to fly, my man. I just don't see that happening. You have to start your own religion first, and that has to be part of the religious practices. But even then, I don't think, like, I still think even then it still probably won't. Your best bet is to do it in the backyard. Which, yeah, if, exactly. If it's in, if, as long as it's a privacy fence, like, I'm sure there's plenty of people that have done that. You know, if you want to do it, do it, do it in the backyard with privacy, and you'll be good to go. Yeah, build up that confidence first. Um Start in the backyard and then maybe reevaluate after six months and see exactly what direction you want your life to take and maybe weigh the pros and cons. Yeah, I, I think that that's it on it. I yeah. really do. Uh, tell you what, let's let's hit. Uh, it looks like we got just a couple more on the list and we can kind of shoot through these and and see where they go. Uh, does Bo turn some people on? Uh, question reads real simple. This is a nice short one. Does B.O. turn some people on? Are some warning signs people using strange phrases like getting that spicy juice? (laughs) Oh, yipes. Uh, I, you know, I I honestly can't think of a time in my life where maybe I I get pheromones, right? You know, some people have a natural scent to them, but B.O., I, I, I would maybe be able to throw on the table as an argument that maybe that's not so much of a natural scent. Um, it, it's kind of right. a developed scent from doing physical activity. Um, Absolutely. Like some people naturally have a scent. Like uh, there's a certain people that have certain scents about them. That's one thing. But like when they've been mowing the lawn and then like chopping wood, they're outside for six hours, you know, profusely sweating. Like I, I, I don't, I don't know, maybe. I think it's more of an individual, like very rare, like a specific person smells a certain way and a certain sm- person likes, likes that scent. And so like, it's a very, now, it's like, it's like one in a gajillion chances. Right. Exactly. Unless we're talking about your own spicy juices, because I am a firm believer that everyone likes their own brand. Everyone likes the flavor of their own <laughs> brand. You know, you might not be out there in public advertising and putting it on the shelves to sell, but you like your flavor. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> you don't got to tell me that you're a dirty boy in the privacy of your own home. You're getting in on them spicy juices. You know, you've had a long day and you do that little finger swipe and you go, whoo, <laughs> there it is. And I think it's just for everyone. Like, <clears throat> like my mild, like my mild spicy juice isn't so bad, but like, I don't want it to be overly spicy. It doesn't oh, need yeah, to burn. You, you know, spicy juices don't need to be like, Crap hot chili. You don't need to let it simmer for six hours. You know? like, like banana peppers are great, but like a habanero ghost pepper, like we're in a little extreme. Like as long as you have like a exactly. banana peppery, yeah. Then it's not so bad. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, it, other people's spicy juice. I don't know. That's a you know, I, you know, different strokes for different folks. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't want to bash on it. You know, that could be someone's you know kink, their little fetish, and you know, good on them for owning up to it. And I think, uh, yeah, I, I think that that pretty much covers it. You know, different strokes for different folks. Some people might be into it. Um, and, and I'm trying to think of the you know what the response in the brain is, and and, and maybe maybe it does you know date back to you know almost caveman like eras where you know Absolutely. that that smell is like from like someone being out working which maybe gives you a sense of comfort that you're being provided for uh yeah and i think it might and i think it might go one way or the other whether it's societal or back to more of like the earlier days of humanity but i feel like men are going to be more judgmental about like a female smell like maybe females have like something more, more like you know the men's out working and being musky and like maybe it's societal, maybe it's something else, maybe it's just straight up sexist, whatever anyone wants to paint it. Like I just feel like there might be one more of a one way street on that one. Yeah, and and I think that like I think that there's a big difference between like um a, a woman's uh you know natural musk from being out working versus a men. And, and from my experience, men typically just smell balls worse. And I think it has to I do with too. the balls. I mean, <laughs> I I really do. <laughs> Absolutely, like people don't understand, like can be pretty nasty. It can smell like rotten Mexican food down there. It it can be, yeah, <laughs> no bueno. It can be very no, no bueno. bueno. <laughs> Caliente. Yeah, I, I think you know, uh, you know, if 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 that's what you're into, then you know, that's what you're into, baby bird. You know, Absolutely. go out and get yourself. You know, I would suggest maybe looking for uh, dates at the gym. Often yeah. people are sweaty there. So get out there, you know, find your own spicy juice that you want to spend the rest of your life with. Absolutely. Flavor. Get that umami flavor that, you know, you're not going to get burnt out on. Umami. <laughs> 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 oh. What a great word. Oh man. That, that secret, that secret Asian flavor. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, Tanner, why don't you lead us into the last question? We'll do a little bit of housekeeping here at the end and, uh, we'll go from there. Absolutely. Um, how do I build endurance for a janitorial job? <clears throat> Excuse me. Planning to make myself a permanent employee in such a position. But the problem is I get tired easily. Just two hours of cycling leaves me exhausted and cleaning my own flat takes an eternity. Excuse me. The job is approximately ten hours a day. How do I prepare myself for this, and how do I avoid injury? That's a great question. Um, I think uh, you know, before you run, you need to learn to crawl. Uh, may Absolutely. I su- may I suggest building some type of American Ninja Warrior or American Janitorial Warrior <laughs> outside <laughs> gym that you can really you know, hone your craft. We're talking, yo, broom push-ups, uh, maybe some mop pull-downs, uh, some bucket pulling, bucket jumping. You know, you want to cover all your bases on it. Absolutely. And I think cycling, like, two hours is a lot of cycling. I think, like, unless you're a regular cyclist, like, that's a fair amount. And I think you're in better shape than you might be. Just got to get some of the upper body work going. Hey, Tanner, I'll be honest when I say, I don't know if I could cycle for two hours. 
I don't know if I could go like twenty minutes. I, I like I don't think I could go twenty minutes. I feel like I could probably go mop down like a place or back in it. Like twenty minutes, I'd be walking side to side for about a week. Oh yeah, it's, <laughs> I I don't know if I have that in my jeans right now to have it in me to do two hours. I think though, uh, you know, two consistent hours of cycling is you know pretty elevated heart rate um, and nonstop. You know, I I went all the way through school. From start to finish, and I don't know if I saw a janitor consistently work. I, you know, the, there seemed to be a lot of mop leaning. Not to not to bash. I'm sure that there are some janitors out there that just crush their job, and, and I've seen it. You know, I've been to some hotels and to some restaurants where I'm like, I don't even think there's been a spot of crumb or dirt in the building. They're right. they're very proficient at their job, but. I have to believe that there's some probably some leaning. And, and like, it's not like people are going to anymore. People are mopping an entire school. They have like those walk behind, you know, machines like that, that clean the floor. I don't know if they have a specific name or not, but like a lot of it's like just kind of like floor walk- buffer. Yeah, exactly. Like it's like kind of like mowing the lawn, like back in the day where it was not, there's no machine. And you just had blades just kind of flipping, you know, hardworking, but like, now that you have these that automatic, like the mowers that have like automatic, you know, drive, it's it's a lot of different stories. So I feel like two hours of cycling, especially consistent, you're more than enough shape for ten hours behind a buffer. Because you just oh, yeah. have to walk at that point in time. Maybe maybe a little bit upper body kind of maneuver, different, course, but at the same time, like you're pretty solid though. I think it's pretty amazing how quickly the body will adapt. Um, because basically you're at that point you're. You know, you don't need to be in shape in every square inch of your body to do certain right. jobs. Really, I mean, the muscle groups that you're going to use during that day are going to be the ones that you target the most. And eventually, you know, maybe a week or a month in, you're just going to be used to that. Um, you're going to have Absolutely. muscle memory. And it's going to become a little bit easier for you. But uh, still, I I really do want you to build that Ninja Warrior janitorial gym and maybe maybe instead of looking at going into janitorial maybe be the founding father of a new hit show and let me watch that because i could crush like set six seasons of it no problem absolutely absolutely but that's where like how do i prepare for this well how many other people are looking to prepare for this now you have your own market come up with a program bada boom bada bang another millionaire on the show second one today I would point out that when you go in to do that job interview to make this a permanent position that you should point out that you can cycle for two hours because again, I am blown away by that. And I think the person that's interviewing you is going to have to ask themselves, do you, can I cycle for two hours? I don't think I can cycle for two hours. <laughs> this is way better shape than I'm in. Absolutely. Because it's probably going to be like the head of janitorial janitorial staff. So like, they're like, Oh, you're in better shape than me. Well, I am. Let's sign you up, bud. Right. And, and then you have to worry about, you know, it, from my understanding of like uh, janitorial work is you do fight your way to become the king janitor. Uh, so it's a rocky Absolutely. road start from bottom to top. And I think that you're already ahead of the curve by looking at uh, being able to be physically in shape, which is going to help you in that long run, especially once you get towards those end bosses of it. Um some of those guys have been around for a lot of years and you know, they're not going to be easy fights. You're not going to be able to just low kick them. Um, you're going to need to be able to swing them up to be honest. And uh, yeah, I, I think that you'll be okay. It'll come with time, but yeah, absolutely. But really, if you want to optimize that interview, I go back to bring in a stationary bike 
and just pedal for like 12 miles within your interview in a suit. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like that is such your dominance and you can probably become King right away. Yeah. Uh, fast track. And you know, it's been probably good 20, 30 years since we've seen something like that. But I think, I think we're due time, you know, the reigning, the reigning King janitor has been there for a while now. And I think he's looking for a worthy competitor to take his title. You, you have know? to earn it, though. He's not going to give it away. You have to earn it. You have to elevate the position. You have to make sure it's better than when you leave it by making sure the next, next best person's coming in. And, yeah. and it sounds like you're a good candidate to go and get her done. Yeah. Yep. You know, determination, hard work. And, and I, I think, you know, given the year's time, we're going to see you sitting at the top of that, that bucket throne. So... <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, that kind of covers it for the questions that we had lined up today. Um, I'd like to thank anyone that's listening. You know, this is our first episode. Uh, right now we're shooting at doing a weekly upload of this. And, uh, hopefully when I get done with this, you'll be able to spy- find us on Spotify. You'll be able to find us on, uh, Google play music. So, and then hopefully anywhere that you listen to your podcast, just naturally, uh, iTunes, if you like it, go ahead and, um, you know, if you can rate into uh, rate and recommend us to other friends, uh, that's how we're going to get spread around is all word of mouth stuff. Uh, also, I'd like to thank the band All My Friends Hate Me for the use of the song Stay Up off the album Metal Butterflies. Uh, we found them amazing band that are available to listen to out on Spotify. So they sound great. Uh, if you have questions for the show, please send them in to us. Uh, you can find us at on Instagram and Twitter at midbest, midworst. And if you have any questions that you want to ask directly to the show, maybe in a little more confidence with us, uh, you can send those questions to mbmwshow at gmail.com. Uh, Tanner, did you have anything that you wanted to throw in before we let them go? Nope, that's all. And again, I've been, um, I'm Tanner, and I've been getting my midworst advice, and hopefully you do take it with a bit of, bit of salt. And I've been Shane, and as sure as Jesus wears sandals, we'll see you next week.